angels, guardians, ghosts, and saints All play a part of this close and range Holy men, prophets, healers, and kings That's my entourage, man The posse I bring Angels Welcome back to the Inner Sanctum How's the illumination going? If you didn't check out our transmission from last week The one with Uriel in it I highly recommend Got a lot of feedback about that. Uh, today, we're taking a slight turn into the dark places, into the little shadowy bits. And, uh, you know, that goes hand in hand if you want to uh, be curious and want to expand your consciousness and get your whole enlightenment on. Part of that work is integrating, is integrating your shadow and those things you don't want to look at. So this week... The word oppression has uh, come forward. I'm actually up in Shasta yet again. And uh, that word, we've been tossing it around all weekend. And it's been manifesting in a few different ways. In a lot of different ways, depending on who we are. So the word oppression, what does that mean for you? And when we look at oppression, there could be oppressors on the outside, you know, like other people, or it could be repression, inner repression, the repression of emotions, of feelings, of truth. And that repression leads to an inner oppression. So they want you to consider who your oppressors are. Who do you feel oppressed by? Or how might you be oppressing yourself? So most of today is going to be focusing on the latter, on self-oppression. Though the angel that we're working with, Hakamiya, can help with outer oppressors and bounce out oppressors uh, that are in your circle, in your sphere. So remember that. And I guess one thing I want to say about that real quick, if you have true oppressors in your life, I just want to impress the point here and spirits giving me the validation here that uh, no one can oppress you without your permission. So an oppression kind of implies it's uh, a long-term thing. You know, this is different than acts of violence, you know, that, that these things can just happen. And, you know, that's not what I'm talking about, but oppression is, is a kind of a long-term experience of feeling the chains, you know, feeling bound by those chains. And of course, unless we're talking about systemic oppression, which is different than the oppression we're talking about now, if you want to hear more about systemic oppression, uh, you could follow my new podcast, The Karen Grillo Show, because I start getting into that material. And uh, yeah, that was a shameless plug for real. So anyways, back to oppression. Okay. Now, oppression, the energy of it can live in your body, too. So when I say, who are your oppressors or how are you oppressing yourself? You might not even have a conscious idea of what that looks like right now. But your body might be showing you because your body is attached to your subconscious mind. And so your body will kind of sometimes show you where things are. And we're during our transmission today, we're going to do some of that work in tracking how your body feels and discovering more about the oppression and how it comes to life within you. But pay attention to any thoughts that you have as we go through this teaching and take note. So one of the questions to help you 
identify this stuff is where are you still limiting yourself because you're afraid to ruin your reputation with your friends, your partner, your community members, or because you want to keep the peace. And sometimes we have been repressing and oppressing ourselves for so long, we don't even notice its oppression. Uh, Just think of if you're someone that is constantly questioning yourself on whether saying something out loud is appropriate or being concerned with what other people think about you. So then you hold yourself back. That's a kind of oppression where you keep saying yes to things that you really want to say no to and vice versa. That's oppression. You know, the, the dread that you might have in life. If you experience dread about any part of your life, that's an indicator that there's some oppression or a sense of oppression going on. So spirit shows me that we're at a crossroads. And I think that, you know, I think they're also showing just fall time is kind of a a nice threshold, period of threshold. But they're saying that this conversation and this inquiry into oppression is directly related to your personal harvest, meaning the energy of oppression is tightening your system, tightening up your life so that you can't really express and experience the full bounty of what life has to offer. And spirit always wants you to have the most fulfilling, juicy life possible. And I want that for you too. So at this crossroads, it is like they show me an adult wearing a baby onesie or trying to like stretch this baby onesie (laughs) to make it fit. And it's kind of like when we want to cling to how our life was before, but we sense that something is really changing inside of us. And this pressure that that this change creates makes us suffer in our regular lives. But again, we want to cling to our infant stage, to our baby stage, uh, because we have so many attachments to it, you know. So a simple way to look at it is, you know, a marriage. Um, And maybe the marriage is transforming, transitioning, or you are transforming, transitioning, and you really, really, really wish that that old outfit fit because it's so complicated if you got to change things up. But they're saying this crossroads is a powerful time for you. And they want you to really pay attention to how you're navigating this time, like step by step by step, and to not let the inner oppression stop you from shifting a little bit, shifting how you show up in life, shifting how you act or the actions that you take, because you might be afraid to do things differently or to be honest with others about how you feel or what you want to do. Maybe you want to keep this perfect image of yourself or this perfect image of your life around a bit longer because you don't want to tarnish or soil this wonderful good image that you have worked so hard (laughs) to live in and to, to be in. Or maybe it's just as simple as you're starting to really notice how angry you are or how sad you are or how anxious you are, but you don't want to burden others with it. You don't want to express it. So you hide it. Maybe you have more blossoming sensual sexual needs that are kind of coming out and maybe catching you off guard, but you're holding them back because it's not appropriate based on your situation. 
So I'm just throwing out some examples, but there's so many options, just giving you some ideas to help things percolate for you. So the angel Hakamiya can really help you from holding yourself back or anyone else that's kind of oppressing your ability to express the life that you want to lead. This angel can disempower the oppressor within and outside of you. And you have a right to always protect yourself if you are dealing with real oppressors in your life. If you're in a violent situation, you have a right to protect yourself and to say no at any given point. And I highly recommend that you do safely with a plan. And sometimes these oppressors are people that we love deeply, which is why we don't leave. But if there's one thing I've learned from spirit is that sometimes it is appropriate to leave things behind you that you love and cherish deeply. If it's hurting your heart or your body and it's highly toxic for you. And like I said at the beginning, no one can oppress you without your permission. So before we get to the angel, I want to give you some more examples to chew on when it comes to oppression and how kind of sneaky it can be. So here's a little juicy example. Let's say you're a devout Mormon woman and you've been married for 20 years with the same man. And all of a sudden you get into your 40s and you realize there's something missing and you accidentally discover or remember that you really dig women. So you're in Mormon country, grew up Mormon. You got a whole posse of Mormons around you and you're deeply embedded in leading this religious life. You're not half-assed about it. You're, you put your full ass into your devout Mormon upbringing, okay? But you do your best to just kind of put that aside as if it doesn't matter. So what happens to a person like this when their social structures and family structures are not congruent with who you are on the inside, what your heart desires when it comes to expanding more in love or in life, which is what happens to us when we're at the threshold and we uh, are trying to cling on to the, the onesie even though it doesn't fit and hasn't fit for quite a while, it's getting awkwardly tight. So when soul meets the ego, it's pretty much torture in the beginning. So this person, you know, she's realizing, wow, okay, I super dig women, totally forgot for a sec, but it's really coming up for me. So what happens if she denies and continues to deny this urge? A lot of things can happen. One is that they become walking dead people, okay? Like zombies, meaning they're they're walking around doing their daily routine, but they're a little dead on the inside. There's no life in there. There's no joy. There's no giggles. It's just this rote behavior that's kind of flat, you know? You might be a walking dead person right now. I know I was. And it's because I wasn't fully engaged in my life, in my life. I didn't know who or what I desired. 
beyond what was expected of me, of my society or the roles that I play as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, you know, all of those things. So walking dead person she becomes because she's stuffing her passion, stuffing her desire, stuffing her heart's yearning for a different kind of love. Now, we can experience a lot of shame around this for a lot of reasons. Our society, our culture has huge, outrageous attachments to you know, what the recipe is for what's acceptable, if you will. Our identities or our reputation, it's hard when we find ourselves at these crossroads. So dead, okay? That's the option. Another option, then they go hand in hand is that when you become a dead person, <laughs> also what happens is that you blame everybody else for your own misery. So I'm a marriage and family therapist. When I was doing just therapy, most of my clientele were women with children in a marriage. And nine out of 10, they're coming in blaming their husband for their misery and getting all butthurt that their husband's not, not changing to adapt to her needs the way that she wants. So essentially they torture their husbands. <laughs> you know, imagine this woman who, you know, this example, telling her husband all of these things that she needs to make her happy when really on the inside, she digs chicks, Right. And I'm not saying that that's everyone's issue, but usually there is something inside that needs to be expressed, some kind of creativity or engagement or excitement or fun or some kind of learning. There's something inside at the soul level that is demanding your attention. But when we constantly project our needs onto other people and expect them to pick up the pieces for us, we become the oppressor instead of the oppressed. I'm making demands on everyone else when we're not attending to our own heart and taking care of it because it's not anyone else's job truly to make us happy only we can do that and if your happiness requires another person to contort themselves into becoming something that they will never be you're deaf on the wrong track feeling oppressed leads to oppression the oppression of others so check yourself okay are you one of the secret hiding repressing uh, types who doesn't like to cause a stir or are you someone who takes the repression and then kind of launches it at everyone with high needs and tantruming and all this stuff but actually never has their needs met because no one can hear you when you're tantruming now either way is just as toxic okay because unconscious material will kill you one way or the other Will suck your lifeblood out of you. So really reflect right now on how oppression may be showing up in your life. Or are you still hiding, pretending that whatever these needs are, aren't important? Because spirit can take you to a certain place in your life. They can open up doors for you in your, um, in your love you can feel deep and profound divine and spiritual love. And this love can and will eventually take you to the places in your life that need some adjustments. 
whether it's your career, how you're eating. It can take you into wanting to learn new things, new education, intuitive work. I mean, it could take you into some really weird places and often it does. And these are good places, but the fulfillment of the full dream stops when you oppress yourself. Spirit can only take you part of the way. You got to do the rest and it can get awkward. We've discussed this before in the inner sanctum. So, because it takes a hell of a lot of courage to live from the heart, to live from your soul. It takes extraordinary courage to take these kinds of leaps of faith and risk. But back to the earlier statement, no one can oppress you without your permission. And if you choose to stay in oppressive situations, is it anyone else's fault in your space when this partner has been the same for 20 years and you expect him to change, right? So about this Mormon person, it's a real person. I met this person and I was flabbergasted at her story. One of the reasons why I was flabbergasted is that I met her and talked to her story here in Shasta at my retreat center. And we do plant medicine ceremonies here. <laughs> so she's telling me this, who she is and her situation. And she's like rocking plant medicine ceremony. And I was like, wow, how does that even work? But so it turns out she finally told her husband. She went up against all manner of systems. Every single role that she played in life in one fell swoop. She took the, the Grim Reaper's... Uh, Sith, is that what it's called? S-C-Y-T-H-E. Took that big ass, creepy ass blade and said slice across her role as mother, wife, community member, <laughs> churchgoer. All of it toppled one swoop with just one truth that she happened to mention. And she's experiencing a love of which... She has never experienced in her life. She has a girlfriend and she's nourished by this relationship in a way that she never thought was imaginable. And yes, collateral damage, of course. And what I mean by that is, yeah, she had to make some changes, have, have some hard conversations, but she stayed honest and she's stronger now than she ever has been full of more vitality, more joy. And you know what else? more pleasure pleasure people pleasure so if you want to live a life that doesn't just pass as average it's something that you gotta do like our mormon friend i mean homegirl threw down some balls to the wall shit right that is seriously balls to the wall she did not half-ass she stopped she decided i'm gonna stop half-assing my life and i'm gonna take it all the way all the way. So instead of uh, showing up in life with one butt cheek, she put both butt cheeks in whole ass, not half ass. If you liked this little excerpt and musing from the inner sanctum and you want to hear more or you want to get access to over 300 of these at the ends of all of these transmissions, I offer uh, deep healing 
practices and rituals that really help our community deepen into these topics and make really beautiful shifts and permanent shifts. So if you want to check it out, you can go to corinnegrillo.com backslash inner sanctum. Angel Juju coming at you. Vibrating at the highest frequency of the punch. Every soul shall adapt to match that at once. Oh, how we channel high mammal, no dunce. Cap who it fits, do with this what he wants. Merlin style, curling like like prisms. Past lifetime, regressions, new mission. No obsession, no resting, true destined. We blew breath in where death laid its weapon. Arise, call on master builder skies. Open up planets, align at the will of the wise. Voluntary compliance, allegiance with the